We're on the air. Yeah, hey everybody. Oh, I just got a notification. Sweet. I love it when it works. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be surprised. This is the secret show. The secret show. The unadvertised secret show. That Oops, I need to mute so that you don't hear me. Okay, good. Maybe I'm not subscribed to my own channel. That can happen. Or maybe because you're your own channel, you can't yeah. get a thing. It's like, well, if he doesn't know about it, I mean, it's him. Yeah, that would be... You would think. That makes sense to me. Mm. Mm, cold, sweet beer. Sweet beer? How, how, how'd you know? Oh, this is a cream ale for me. What are you drinking? Uh, Castle Danger? Or? No, this is the 8th Wonder Brewery's AstroTurf. I'm drinking a natural coconut flavored sparkling water by LaCroix. Mm. I love the LaCroix. Those those guys are awesome. <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix. Mm. LaCroix. He's a big one. LaCroix? Is that what it's called? If I'm not careful, I'll be dead in seconds. It doesn't taste like coconuts. <laughs> coconuts. Yep. <laughs> Wait, are you sure there's no sock in there? <laughs> it's the Wacky British Show. Hey, my channel. Yeah. Oh, the channel's actually got quite a few subscribers now. My channel. <laughs> Look at that. We're live right now. We are. Let's uh let's read a uh, a passage from Matt Balasai's book Everything is Awful. Oh, <clears throat> go ahead. Neither of my parents went to college and as much as they wanted to help me through the process, they didn't know how, and it only made my teenage a-hole self more resentful and self-entitled. Fine, I thought, I'll figure this crap out myself. Just get ready to write a very large student loan check every month. For the next 20 to 50 years, and we'll be totally okay. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thanks. That was Matt Bellasai's Everything is Awful, now available on uh, in hardback. He's not even a sponsor. No, but he should be. Why is everything awful? <laughs> That's his shtick. He likes to... Well, he used to be on BuzzFeed, and he would go on and drink a giant glass of wine and then go off on a topic, and it was hilarious. Ooh, Dave he still from, does that on occasion. Dave from Buffalo is in the chat. Dave from Buffalo, available for chat. <laughs> How come I can't do night mode anymore? What happened? Did they get rid of that? They, they I don't know. They hit it someplace. Do you want to go to gaming.youtube.com? Is that what you're thinking yeah. about? Why, is that a new thing now? No. Hey, well, how come our category is gaming? Oh, that makes that kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, because, you know, potentially we talk about gaming. Yeah, Dave, are you being uh, affected by the Bob Cyclone? We're, well, he's in Buffalo, New York. I mean, it's up on the East Coast, so I don't, I don't know how, if I thought that thing was moving upwards. It's possible. Dave from Buffalo. This is the secret show. Yes, our, our special guest host is actually with us right now. He's behind door number one, two, or three. One, two, or three. I don't. I don't pick doors, so you do it. Oh, let's, let's mute this. I don't want any of these. I don't want any of my tabs to start making noise while we're having a show on. Oh, somebody else joined. Oh goodness! Well, now it's getting exciting in here. 
All right, there's two people. <laughs> Want to hear a, a creepy sound effect I made? Mm, yeah, let's bring it. Oh my god. Help me. I can't breathe. Oh my god. Oh my god, Mark, are you okay? Oh my god. Like, oh my god. It's okay, it's the ghost of Phil Donahue. <laughs> Wait, is he dead? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He is. What the hell is he doing all the time? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Should we talk about who we tried to get onto the show today? Oh, sure. Who did we try to get on the show today? Well, I think we were trying to get Fett on. What, what well, happened there? I d- I'm not really sure. You know, Dan was in charge of that, so. Okay. Uh, Joe Sinagogla is uh, doing batting lessons, I think. He's also partially committed to doing the show in the future. Yes. I did get a duder out of that. And we have some other interesting people that I've been talking to. Um, one is definitely in sooner than later. So, Oh, yeah. Tony we'll Temple. Uh, I talked to Tony Temple. He's going to be on the show soon. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Probably could have get him lined up for today if I'd not been working my butt off so hard over the Christmas holiday. Hey, how was Christmas? How was New Year? Uh, well, we don't celebrate New Year here, but uh, yeah, of course it was great. I had a good time. What do you mean you don't celebrate the New Year? I'm just pulling your leg. We do celebrate. You pulled it pretty hard. We we light off fireworks outside. I, it was just uh, my niece and her boyfriend. His name is Serge. Sergio. No, just Surge. We sometimes call him The Surge. Like, are you going to bring over The Surge? Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. We also have some female guests that we're going to try to line up, but we'll we'll just tease that. Just let... And both of them are going to be arcade owners, oddly enough. Well, I thought we had three, but okay. Two is good. Mm, Two is I better than think. zero. <clears throat> there may... Uh, you know what? I don't remember... I, I don't know who the third one is. Tony Temple, the arcade blogger. That's a guy? That's a girl? That's a dude. Oh, okay. I thought... It's just another guy that's going to be on the show. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and that that guy we've used as a source for many an episode. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's see. Is Dan rejoining? Let's see. You gonna join the <laughs> show tonight? <laughs> He'll probably he needs come. to move closer to the cities. That's the problem. It's <laughs> the long drive to Carver. Yeah, and he's been working weird hours. Should we do the intro? Yeah, let's go for it. I gotta do this live again. I'm getting used to doing it live. I like it when you do it live. It's nice to not say anything. Let's do it live! (laughs) Is today January 4th still? Yes. Okay. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio.
Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.24 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Stevens. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Timerunner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is... Nobody. Womp womp. That's terrible. could be worse could be worse it could just be you that'd be interesting almost almost interesting but probably not what are you working on right now let's see um i made a hold on let me look at my note what did i talk about (laughs) your note i have a note oh okay i'm selling my busted Namco 20th re- reunion machines um, because I need to raise a little bit of funds. I'm uh, I'm also selling my house in Philadelphia. We settle on the 19th hmm. and then I'm going to be flush with cash and I'm going to buy myself a, an E-Dot. Nice. You have it lined and up already? And, the, and then I'm going to sell it. Then I'm going to sell it for twice the amount like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have one lined up, but... Oh. You want an E-Dot pretty bad, huh? I mean, I'm not dying for it, but I feel like that would be a good... That, that's a decent investment, comparable to cryptocurrency, perhaps. <laughs> that's the second time you've mentioned cryptocurrency. Yes. You know, Ripple is up like three bucks now. So that means- uh, Ripple, yeah. I, I can't believe Ethereum broke th- a thousand. That's kind of bizarro. Well, and my buddy at work bought Ripple at 70 cents, so he's doing fine. Nice. In fact, he's got multiple investments, and he's tripled his uh, his investment is seven times what he has into it. So right, that's good. Well, I mean, as long as he has enough in there to make it worth it. Yeah. Oh, I put in fifty bucks, and now I have a hundred and fifty. Woo! No, he's he's up to about fifteen thousand. Oh, nice. So it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, you can almost buy one Bitcoin, or he can actually right now. Yeah. I mean, we're at the bottom floor here, believe it or not, even though it's been out so what nine years or something. I'm gonna I start think, a, a new cryptocurrency. It's I gonna think be the first Bitcoin arcade. blockchain, blockchain zero, was uh mined uh just this past week. Hmm. Uh nine years ago. Oh. <laughs> something like that. Hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. So I've continued what what's that? Yeah, what what are you doing? Oh. What's going on with you? Yeah, so I continue. I have been continuing to work on my pinball machines. Um, <clears throat> I finally finished putting all the blue posts and xenon, and and the the whole entire um, playfield is now LEDs. But no, it's not true. There's two in the front that are incandescents because I want that they're visible and I want people to see them. But the <clears throat> the back glass I'm going to keep um, old school just because it it looks cool. And I wish I, somebody would come over to my house and do that. I also bought a, a lamp driver. Oh, and I put in all new rubber, which has made the game impossible for me now. It's so bouncy. And the the uh I put it I'm putting a new lamp driver board in Pac-Man. I'm gonna put some more LEDs under the <clears throat> the playfield there and 
Um, new game room neon. Uh, I ordered some custom neons from Alibaba. Oh wow! But, so, but they're not neon. They're actually LED, mm-hmm. but they look like they're neon. So they're super cool. They're and they don't have any gas in them, and they're not glass, so they won't break. So, but they're Pac-Man with four blue ghosts running away from him. And they're about 10 inches tall. So I'm putting them up above the pinball. They're going to look really awesome. So Nice! Yeah, and they're blue. I like the blue. Are they all... Wait, are they blue? They're blue, blue running away from Pac-Man, and I've got a yellow oh, Pac-Man. Uh, well, that's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to actually probably do that right after this show. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Dave, gonna Dave from Buffalo from says he always thinks of Sanford and Son during our intro. Yeah, what <laughs> what instrument is that? Is it the jazz piano or whatever? What is it? I don't know. Don't want to get it. Don't want to get flagged. They're not even that, remotely the that same. That just sparked a memory from when I was like six years old or seven, and I had a black and white TV in my bedroom, and I saw that <laughs> Red Fox. And the Playboy Bunnies were going to have a special, but it was on at 2 a.m. Well, I this guess... is Red Fox, yeah? <laughs> I, I don't remember what Red Fox sounds Well, Hey, dummy! <laughs> hey, dummy! <laughs> yeah, that's good! We can both do Red Fox. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the big one! Oh... That's funny. Oh, look, it's Steve from Grinkers. Grinkers? Yeah, it says it says Grinkers in the chat. Look. That's weird. I like Grinkers. No. Yeah, I like it too. Let, let's do that again. What Grinkers? They have wait, they have a uh, theme? You know, they have a thing every year, Grinkfest. It's in October. I'm going to that next year. Are you? Mm, yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. You plan on going to that? <laughs> Are you going to come up to MGC this year? Uh, when is it? I should try that. Uh, April. If I don't buy my E dot, I will spend it on the magic whatever. <laughs> April Midwest Gaming Classic. <clears throat> it's going to be at the downtown Wisconsin Center now this year. April 15th. Lucen? Was that the guy? Lucen? Dan Lucen. Yeah, he was on the show. So April 13th, 14th, and 15th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's pretty cool. Hundreds, um, you know, it'll be 100,000 square feet of retro and modern home video games, consoles, pinball machines, arcade video games, computers, tabletop gaming, green games, collectible card games, air hockey, and that's just the start. So, I can't wait to see the tents, the, the dealer tent this year because they won't have to have a tent. Why not? Oh, because they're going to be in the because they're going to be thing. inside. Yeah, it's going to hmm. be one big convention. I don't know. Could be interesting. So, yeah. uh, that's uh, uh, what we've been working on, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all she wrote. Say, say la vie. Say la vie. I love you. Well, since Dan's not here to do the news, I guess I should <clears throat> make that special thing. All right, play. Here we go. Why do you love me? 
That thing is horrid. <laughs> that thing is horrid. <laughs> I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, remember when Dan used to be on the show? I love, I love Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so via associations now, and actually our WCCO channel, and actually really it's the Associated Press, Reported last week that global pinball competition has increased nearly a hundredfold between 2006 and 2017. The International Flipper Pinball Association had 500 players in 50 competitions around the world in 2006. Guess how many it has in 2017? More? (laughs) Way more. Like a hundred times more. 55,000 players participating in nearly 4,500 events. Oh, my God. The surge in competitive pinball reflects the work of the IFPA, which was dormant for about a decade before it was revived in 2006. Um, And the association has helped to create a standardized player ranking system that is still in use today. So that's pretty cool. Pinball's on the rise still. Are you a member of a pinball league anywhere? I am not. Hmm, They have one here in Houston at this joysticks place. It's pretty awesome. That's odd. I, I, I'm going to come down and visit. We should just go and do a pinball tour. I think it'd be great. Yeah, there's a few places. I mean, it's definitely, there's a dearth of them. It's not going to be like something where you're, unless you want to go to Austin, which is even better. <laughs> Austin, keep Austin weird. Keep it, yeah, keep it weird. You know, it's a funny thing. I I, uh, I really suck at my pinball machines right now. In fact, I played like 10 games of Xenon last night, and I'm so mad. I can't break like 400,000. Huh. Well, and you know, those older solid states, they, they have such lower scoring systems. So like you play any of the modern ones and the scores are so ridiculous. You have no idea how well you're doing. That's why I play NBA fast break. It uses basketball scoring. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so you get like at the end of it, you have like 35 to 10. Yeah, I mean, well, the new machine is still not tweaked, so you, it's it's about half of whatever you get on the other machine, which my wife insists on playing, so I'm always losing. Have you shopped it, put new rubber in it and all that? It already had new rubber in it. I think that that's part of the problem. The ball's a little uncontrollable in there. I swear to God, when you put new rubber in a machine, it is almost impossible to play it right away because the, the thing just launches all over tarnation. That's, my, that's been my word of the week, tarnation. Duh, tarnation. <laughs> what in a tarnation? I, I went on YouTube and looked up a Mel Blank interview with David Letterman that was on in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Hilarious interview. You should check that out. Everybody go to YouTube after the show, not now. <laughs> Mel Blank interview. Um, on yeah, David Letterman. David Letterman. I'll have to check that out. He must have done a bunch of voices, huh? He did, and what's funny is when you hear him speak in his own voice, mm-hmm. you swear it's like that's no, there's no way that's your voice because <laughs> it's so cartoony. Well, let's move on to the second news item, which is <laughs> I was um, looking for something interesting about Chuck E. Cheese or you know Showbiz. I mean, of course, those entities are you know not so popular anymore. Well, Chuck E. Cheese is with kids. But I found out that uh, the Chuck E. Cheese in Salem, Oregon, uh, on Lancaster Drive, 
uh, <laughs> passed a restaurant inspection, uh, which I find to be funny. Uh, it was just it was just, it was just listing all the restaurants in that area that had passed restaurant inspection, and Chuck E. Cheese came up. So uh, it said priority violations: potentially hazardous food is not maintained at proper hot or cold holding temperatures, specifically ham is at 50 degrees Fahrenheit, sausage, 51 degrees Fahrenheit, and olives at 51 degrees Fahrenheit are out of temperature on the prep line refrigerator. Point deduction, five. That was their only violation. Otherwise, they scored 95 with the restaurant inspection. Oh, that's an A. Not bad. (laughs) Don't eat the ham or sausage or the olives. You're good. That's kind of hilarious, I think. (laughs) Good for them. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese, you know, I've tried going there and they're like, you know, they ask like, what birthday party are you here for? And I'm like, oh, I'm just (laughs) here to play some games. And they're like, no, you're not coming in. (laughs) Come on. I think I've talked about this before, but when you go into uh, Chuck E. Cheese now, they stamp you with the number of kids you have with you. Yeah, we usually have to borrow a child from somebody. (laughs) And then when you leave, the kids have to match up. With the Is number. that true? Yeah. With oh, the, the number. Yeah, yeah. That way you, you're taking the ones that you were tagged with, right? Yeah. Or at least the same number. <laughs> so, That's crazy. <laughs> I, was, I was in here with 12 kids. I'm taking 12 out. <laughs> right. Well, one time I had to go out to the car and get something and come back, and then they wouldn't let me back. And I'm like, all right, let me find my wife. <laughs> God, what's wrong with them? Well, that's it for the arcade news this week. Over to you, to Mark. Back in 82... I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the to cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, folks, it's Morty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Did you say Morty? Morty McFly? Morty McFly. Because I think that a... might be right. <laughs> Morty there. Nowadays, <laughs> you know, if, if you watch uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Rick and Morty McFly. Rick and Morty. Well, it's based on this uh, little skit that the creator did called Mar- Rick and... No, M- Marty and Doc, but Marty spelled with an H, M-A-H-R-T-I or something. They're disgusting, though. If you find the videos, you know, don't let anybody see it. They're all rated R. It's awful. <laughs> They're disgusting. Okay, back on topic. <laughs> all right. <laughs> January 4th, 1983. This is just a few weeks after the date we picked in our last episode. So there may be some things that seem familiar, but interesting thing that happened today, uh, 35 years ago, Life Magazine finally ran that two-page spread on arcade game world record holders, the video game VIPs. And if you remember when we, when we uh, had Walter Day on the show, uh, the shoot had been in Utamwa back in November, so it took like two or three months for them to finally publish. Okay, so that is you know having an anniversary. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, thirty-five. Oh, um, oh, let me tell you the stuff that was happening at the box office though is just depressing. The movie Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman still at number one. Like, was there just nothing good on? <laughs> Well, wasn't Return of the Jedi coming out that year? Yeah, not until May, though. So you have to suffer for like another five months of of a guy dressed up. Man. (laughs) As a woman. Well, yeah. To get a job. To steal a job. You know what's funny? From from a woman, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's wrong, man. If you find out somebody did that today, go down. And apparently on our last episode, we found out that he 
he's in trouble. He's in hot water. So, yeah, but all men are in hot water. But um, <laughs> that's right. all, all mostly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's no Harvey Weinstein, but I, you know, it's still oh man, no. yeah. I mean, it's hard to gauge. Like, well, he was worse than that one. It's like you might as well just don't don't try to do it. They're all bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I am listening to a podcast though called um, uh, Pot Bad Vocals. Yeah. And it it stars this uh, friend of mine. Her name's Beth Death, and uh, I think it's it's about politics, politics, pop culture uh, from two pissed off women. So if, oh. if everybody wants to go to that badvocals.com, has nothing to do with arcades. You will not hear an arcade mentioned, but uh, that's what you got to do if you want to talk about Dustin Hoffman uh, on TV, January fourth, nineteen eighty three. Your classic Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Three's Company were on ABC. The wonderful world of Disney was on CBS, and then they had a couple interesting interesting specials on NBC. Uh, one was called "It Only Hurts When You Laugh," episode of TV's censored bloopers. Actually, continued for many years after that. Huh. I'm not sure. I don't think I ever saw that. Well, I mean, you ever saw TV's bloopers and pra- practical jokes like they had yeah. Ed McMahon and Dave Clark? Uh, yeah, saw that. D- not Dave Clark. Dave Clark. Dave Clark. I don't know. Who's the who's the guy that does the did the New Year's Eve thing? Dave Clark. Uh, yeah, Dave Clark. It sounds weird saying it out loud. I believe it's Dave Clark, the Dave Clark Five. Oh no, the the guy that did the. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna drive me crazy. It's Dave Clark. <laughs> no, it's not. Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Dick Clark. I didn't. I couldn't get Dick on my mind. <laughs> there was a Dave Clark Five though. Man, that would have been not as good as Dick. Yeah. And he does not look Dave... nearly, he has not aged nearly as well. Oh, really? I have to go check that out. Well, I mean, is he alive, though? At least he has that going. Yeah. Dave Clark of the Dave Clark Five is alive, but Dick Clark is no longer with us. Rest in peace. I see. Speaking of Dick Clark, since he had such a tie into the music industry, let's talk about our top five songs today. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. That's actually, good. Let's not, let's not talk about. January 4th, 1983, because I don't like the songs. So I'm going to pick February 12th, 1983, just a month away. Okay. Okay. So number five, uh-huh. a very uh, spiritual song, Africa by Toto. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah. And I can't even hear the dog barking in the whole sh- the whole song at all. There's a dog barking? Yeah, Dorothy's dog, right? <laughs> I have a story about this, but it's not appropriate for me to tell on the air. Dang it. <laughs> Can you summarize it, but use, you know, stick figures or... Wait, is your video still going? Let me see here. Yeah. Oh, there you are. That's a, that's a beautiful set of headphones you got on. Thank you. They're green. <laughs> that's what I thought. Uh, number four, and I don't know why this song is even there, because I've never heard of it. It's terrible. Did, did, do you agree? Uh, what are we talking about? Shame on the Moon by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Shame on the moon. I do not know this song. That's the best part of the song you just played. Wait, I like this next part. That's the boringest song oh, ever. Don't. Yeah, it's just kind of laid back. Ooh, shame on the moon. No, 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 no. What did the moon even do to... I don't know. ...require shame? All right, so what do we have after that? Number three is a pretty good song. Yeah? Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah, the sexual healing. 
It's such a good song. Yeah, that's a great song. Like it. What's it about? Anyway, it's number about two, <laughs> another another song that I don't know. Baby, come to me by Patty Austin with James Ingram. Oh, you know this one. Oh yeah, it's a song. Oh yeah. And how, it was like number one for like eighteen weeks or something. <laughs> You know what? I only really hear James Ingram in that, not so much Patty. Well, she she leads the whole thing. So. That's her. Yeah, she sounds like a man man. She's a man man. Let's see. Mm. And the number one song on February twelfth, nineteen eighty three, "Down Under" by Men at Work. Yeah. Classic. And so everybody can go listen to those songs in their entirety. Yes. But I'm not playing more than 15 seconds. <laughs> Good, because I don't like being flagged. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> I still don't know what to do about my trailer song. <laughs> Just hey, I don't either, but see what you can do. Uh, that's the that's the end of Back to the Cade. All right. Back to you, Adam. Well, is do, should we check the voicemail? I hope there's some voicemail. All right. Let me just see if we can. Oh, yep. There's some voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Arcade Radio. Head, guys, dudes, it's your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, control panel expert. I have three quick topics to cover that I want you to discuss. Uh, first, I'm super duper excited about the new Rampage movie. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Uh, second, have you heard about this uh, Logan Paul idiot? Uh, he went into the forest behind where I live, and we call it we call it the Walmart forest. There's lots of cool stuff back there, like uh, there's like as many pallets as you want. Pallets. And third, and finally, I like your reaction to the latest weather experiment I have. It's called uh, a Bob Cyclone. The air's totally messing up the eastern seaboard. So uh, I think that's it. So yeah. That covers my three things. Uh, in summary, Rampage, Logan Paul, and the Bob Cyclone. I'm gonna hang up and listen. Zars a deck out. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't do you, know, I don't really know what to say about Rampage. Have you seen the Rampage trailer? Dwayne Johnson. It's I. You know when they showed you like the white monkey, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then they're like, and there's a big, a big tiger or something i'm like what i don't know what are the three animals in rampage there's a lizard there's a werewolf and a gorilla but the gorilla is not a giant silverback and that's what's in the trailer it's the rock and a big white gorilla named george and they're somehow linked oh you think he's gonna like in the end there's gonna be a reveal that it's actually him wrecking everything and tearing up the city oh kind of like um you know a mind control type i don't know it's really messed up yeah that's gonna be weird um, I don't know. My my wife is super excited about it because that's her like one of her top five favorite arcade games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. What was the other thing? Logan Paul. Um, yeah, what's Logan Paul up to these days? Uh, just being a douchebag. I think isn't that what he's supposed <laughs> to? <be? laughs> I don't know. 
I like it. You know, he's he goes and he goes does this video that's got in such poor taste. And you know, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go look at the read the news and type in his terrible name. And in today, he's like Logan Paul taking a break from YouTube. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> Is Markiplier taking a break. Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, Shane Dawson, <laughs> Joey Graceffa. It's a lot. You know a lot Jacob, of names. Jacob Sartorius, Mark Thomas. No, I'm just guessing these. <laughs> You're just guessing. Yeah, yeah. Probably somebody named. Did we hit all three of Bob's questions? What was the last one? Nash Greer. Um, <laughs> the last one was that he invented the Bob Cyclone, which. The Bob Cyclone. Sounds a lot like the bomb cyclone that's going through the the east oh, yeah. coast right now the bomb cyclone the bomb yeah. the bomb cycle you can even talk about that like if you're on a plane because yeah that's a barometric pressure thing i don't know that's actually has to do with the uh, temperature drop i think hmm. uh a bomb cyclone it's the number it has to shift a number of degrees to be called a bomb i guess it, just to me it looked like a really big a hurricane that was really cold but you know maybe i'm wrong yeah, I don't know. Bomb, bomb, but a bomb, but bomb, but bomb, bomb, but bomb. Wasn't that in? Wasn't that in a like Meet the Parents? Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely makes some kind of bomb joke when he's on the plane. Yeah, or was it um, bomb, but bomb, bomb? Was that the one, <laughs> or was it the other one where he was? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Meet the Fockers? No. There's another movie that they did together. I think. can't remember. No, he definitely gets kicked off the plane on Meet the Parents. Oh, okay. That's I'm remembering correctly then. Fantastic. So let's see. What else What else has happened? Um, you, you, did you finally see the Star Wars? Yeah. Did we talk about that last no. time? I can't remember. Uh-uh. Hmm. Did we? Mm, I, I might know. have seen it. Uh, let's see. It's been two weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, I had seen it. I just... Yeah. In, in fact, I... Th- hmm. Yeah, I, I remember I I saw it. I don't know if we talked about it at all. Did you like it? Yeah, I've seen it twice now. Me too. Once in 3D, once not. Same. Which one did you like better? Um, I don't know. I can't say that one's better than the other. I just I I just like to see it in 3D at least once because it's you know kind of a cool effect. But it's not like like Avatar where you have to see it in 3D that kind of thing. The people yeah. that saw Avatar in 2D. Suckers. <laughs> well, Avatar was Avatar was like the first real immersion, right? Yes, exactly. <clears throat> well, I can't wait for uh, <clears throat> Rampage because I'm sure it's going to be awesome in 3D. Yeah, and everybody that owns a Rampage arcade game, get ready. Your game is going to go up like at least a hundred more dollars in worth. <laughs> you know, the, I I love that game when I was you know a teen in the arcades. I lo- I love playing it. It was fun. Uh, three people. Uh, you had Lizzie, uh, George, and um, forget what the other guy's name was. And uh, Ringo. Ringo. No, I don't know. <laughs> My no, name is Ringo, it's... and I play the drums. Oh, but no, I don't. Um, I don't want to own one. They're too big. Oh, that's what she said. Thank God. <laughs> we almost got through a whole show where you didn't get to say that. All right. <sighs> I'm sending my wife a text for her to beer me. So. <laughs> I was slightly slow on the delivery there. <laughs> All right, so we get to our interview. Let's do, let's get to our interview. All right, sounds good. 
Oh, wait, I played that one already. So, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to the show. First question, what is your name? Yeah, what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) This is the secret show. There is no guest. There's no guest. It's too bad we can't make crank phone calls during this thing or something. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Um, Hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Call Dan. Call Dan. We didn't do it once that that other time. Let me just. Maybe he's at work. Yeah. I gotta switch tapes here. <laughs> I have to I'm gonna put the camera on to see what you're doing. <laughs> what was that? It was a cassette deck. I have, okay. I have multiple cassette decks in here right now. Yeah. Now I'm getting a good look at your room. I like the LPs that are behind you. Is that the proper way to you know store LPs on their side like that? Vertically. Vertically? vertically yeah yes let's use the technical word vertically well if you on their <laughs> side that means like what side a or side b so probably that would be horizontal right <laughs> is that the cat or dog able to open that oh my god there's a dog yeah that's aria where'd she go she's getting ra- she's getting wrangled oh she's bringing her her uh her rope in here she's oh, 70 fuck. pounds you see I see. Well, for a second. Come and say hi to Mark. Yeah. My new dog is 40 pounds. And I keep asking my wife, did you know this dog was going to get this big? And she's like, no. (laughs) There she is. All 70 pounds. Oh, she's crazy. All right. So uh, what's coming up? Yeah, let's see. Um... Well, uh, I'm, you know, doing DeLorean stuff still. Um, I decided to do that. Uh, that you know, I got an 88 mile per hour ticket in my DeLorean. Yeah. And I, I've chosen to take the the defensive driving class. And um, did I did I mention the name of my judge? No. Homer Horny. You're. I kid you not. I'm looking at <laughs> the honorable Homer Horny. The Just Honorable... What did you say? Yes. The Honorable... Homer... Homer... Horny. I'm emphasizing the H's because in Texas... They, uh, they snort. They don't <laughs> He's a Justice of the Peace in the County of Caldwell. And uh, don't anybody play this podcast to him. <laughs> I think they're not going to do that. All right, good. Um, <laughs> so then I got that going. I'm I'm selling I'm selling my house in Philly, and we settle on the 19th. So I may I may fly to Philly. It's going to be somewhat you know mixed emotions about letting go of that house because it's like in an awesome part of town, but it's also kind of high crime, terrible schools, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Where should Where should I move to? Uh, not Minnesota. It's like. 10 below here right now so what's Cal- california extremes coming up in july what else? um yes. mgc is in uh uh did i say april yeah april so yep. what other events are coming up does houston have an event we do it's called the arcade expo and it's in the middle of october typically we oh, actually you already had celebrated it. our 
wedding anniversary at it last year. Really? Yep. Oh, Houston Arcade cool. Expo. Yeah. And um, let's see what else. I wonder if they're going to still do uh, the thing at Fun Spot. Brofest? I think, I think that's going to die. I thought it already did. Uh, uh, John Jacobson did it on his own last year, but um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that that's going to be done. We'll have to find some replacement things to do. There is a classic rock and heavy metal festival called Brofest. I know, right? When you go type in Brofest, that's the first thing that comes up. I wish all the rejected uh, art that Andrew 34K made for Brofest would be released because, like, there's a really good one where the their little mascot he looks like a hot dog wiener yeah yeah and he's looking into his pants and then he sees his wiener and <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> then somebody said no this is a family event and then we were like ah yeah well how did it become a family event it seemed like it wasn't like it didn't start uh, out that way i don't know maybe we should have john on the show yeah that could happen i mean i asked him if he was up, up for it and he said he could do that he could do that he also said the trick to doing a show is don't have a guest. And then that way you can always fall back on yourself and you're good to go. There's no pressure. Huh. Like, like right now. Yeah. Like this where we don't have really, there's nobody just us. It's just a, it's good. It's yeah, a meeting we, of the minds. We don't even have an agenda. I know. Right. The show notes end <laughs> after so, that back to the cave segment, <laughs> which is funny, but I don't, you know what? I, I actually, um, I, there's so many things that I, I have been wanting to work on and I, I need, I think I might actually, I've been thinking about like selling my house. I have a buddy that wants to sell his house and he, and he, and I really like this thought. He wants to get a, a place with a lot of storage, you know, so that he yep. can have all the games there and whatever he wants. And yep. then he'll live up in, you know, the panic room or whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> you know, apparently, you know. With the surge in the stock market and everything, there's a good chance that I'll be able to buy a bigger house. And in what part of the uh, country would you be <laughs> moving to? I wish I could move somewhere warm, but I'm sort of tied down here. Okay, then what part of the state of Minnesota, or would you trek over to Wisconsin? Is that too far? Yeah, it's too far. Well, it depends. It, you know, it depends on how awful my commute would be. So. Hmm. But I don't know. Interesting. But I would like to get a bigger house. But then here's the problem. So we have three kids that are teenagers, and eventually they'll move out. And then you'll just have to get more games and fill up those rooms. Exactly. I mean, how easy is that? <laughs> or make them all stay in one room. That doesn't exactly. Which I tried that initially. <laughs> they yeah, they get too big. They had to share a room. And then they finally wanted their own room. And uh, so my annexed arcade room got you know, turned into a bedroom. Oh, really? Is that one of the rooms downstairs? I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in your in your casa. So, what? Uh, we should just ask some people in the chat. Let's let's see. Um, let's see what's going on in the chat. If there, if you have something you're working on in the arcade uh, stuff right now, or if there's something that you want a question answered, now is the time. This is like total 100% interaction. So, if you have a question about how to fix something or if you have something awesome that's happening let us talk back to you in the chat uh and i'm gonna and, and mark i'm gonna ask you now you you haven't talked about any fines lately have you not been on the hunt uh, oh i'm always on the hunt but i'm on the cheap hunt 
where I have a budget. The the chipunt. The chipunt. And um, the chunt. You're on the chunt. Well, we're getting kind of close to some other word there now. <laughs> You're we're only one letter off. Yes. That, and and but far away enough where you're good. You're good. Mike Martin is asking, what time did this start? We've been going for three hours, Mike Martin. Where were you? Where's Casey, by the way? I don't know. He must have had an off night. <laughs> oh, um, I posted about yeah. you in the mid. Uh, I posted about Bob Zarzdek in the uh, Midwest uh, forums. Oh, I appreciate it. I saw that Casey uh, liked what you did, and nobody else did. So. Yeah. Well, he's going to break out one day, but, um, you know, I showed, I'm, I'm I showed it to reminded. my kids, by the way, Bob Zarzadek, uh, does stuff and Bob Zarzadek does stuff. He my, has a YouTube channel. My 18 year old loved it. She thought it was hilarious. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So she might, you might have a new subscriber soon. Me? I mean, Bob, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did actually almost get a trade. Somebody was going to, um, trade me a punch out. For those two Namco twenty three unions that I have, uh, but they they wussed out. They did not uh, feel like they wanted. Well, they were looking for games to put on location, and I'm like, yeah, you could put these on location, but people could like, you know, kick the side in and it would fall over probably. So you shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, that's bad. Why? Why do you want to get? Are, are they are they broken? What's wrong with them? Um, well, one of them has the big one, the full size arcade with the coin door. That one has massive uh, damage to the sides. Um, it's just like it was like that when I when I bought it, and I've been wanting to do something with it. I was hoping I could find a donor cabinet, and I've just been coming kind of coming up dry. Um, and then the other one I got, uh, it's a Hurricane Harvey Survivor, and I did do some Bondo work. I mean, not what I would call you know, pristine as far as, you know, getting, getting the repairs done to make that two foot of water damage go away. But it's solid as a rock. You know, it's, it's, it's good, solid Bondo work. Um, that one, I uh, did a tube swap that went bad. And so it, it works except for that. The chassis probably needs to be re- recapped yet again, mm. or I screwed up a tra- uh, the transistor. I don't exactly know what I could have done. You so, know what? When you do a tube swap, make sure you get compatible tubes. Yeah. But take the yoke off your your original tube and put it on the other one. Don't use the yoke on that one. Okay. That's, That's good advice. Tip. Yeah. So I, I'm. Yeah. I can't believe how much pinball stuff I've been doing lately, though, compared to arcade. Like even playing my games. Although I did, I did put up a pretty uh, good uh, Donkey Kong Remix score the other day. Oh, uh, did you join into that little competition or? No, I just suck at the game, so I I got on. Um, I just decided to do it. What'd you do? How how many points? Uh, <clears throat> I took a picture. You took a picture. Yeah, and I put it on the Kong Club thread. Have you have you seen the Kong Club on um? Facebook? No, I, I'm not a member of that. I'll go over there. Well, let me just invite you. Facebook. Con Club. With a K. With... Club. With a K. How cl- clever. KK. Con... It's the Con Club. Con... There was a Con Club at CAX 2018. Yeah, they're going to be there. Click and join group. Oh, it's asking me to answer question. What was your favorite classic Kong title? 
Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Donkey Kong? King Kong 76. Do you own DK, DK Jr. or DK Machine? What are machines? And why do you love classic Donkey Kong? His big booty. Send. Am I going to get in? I don't know. I can. <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> I can probably just add you. Aw. Yeah, I guess. Let me just see here. Uh, Mark. <laughs> who else wants to be in it right now? Because I'll just add you. You're in. <laughs> yeah, who wants to be uh, authenticated <laughs> on Clove? Let's let's make a a night of this. <laughs> yeah, so I put up my score a few days ago, and it's like already at the bottom of the page. It was fifty eight thousand eight hundred. That's on Remix. I that's think that's an honorable score. That's a hard. Uh, that's, oh, what what? I think it's a hard game. Oh yes, a hard game. Yes, <laughs> it's a. It's a hard uh, thing, game. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Oh, there's a Popeye Arcade Repair and Restoration info resource. There's a club for Popeye with 54 members. I'm gonna jump. Oh, did that. you? That reminds me. There was a little bit of drama on the Facebook the last couple of days uh, as far as Nintendo. Did you see that? No. Um, you know how they are doing the artwork. Well. Rich at this old game is doing the artwork for the uh, Skyskipper project. Mm-hmm. And at some point they're going to make you know a package where you can get that and you can get a conversion kit for Popeye PCB and all this fun stuff. Anyway, so somebody at another rival uh, art, you know, restoration or repair place or whatever, uh, made their own Skyskipper package and started selling it. So... I don't know. It's kind of funny how that stuff works. Yeah, you know, um, I guess you snooze, you lose. It's not like Rich has the corner on the market, right? No, you're right. I mean, Nintendo may actually, in this case, he may have their blessing for this particular item. I've never played Skyskipper. It looks fun, though. Yeah, uh, I've only seen the videos on YouTube, but... You so know, for those of you in the audience, Skyskipper is a 1981 arcade game by Nintendo. <clears throat> Some sources assert that um, Ikigami Tsushinki, uh, did I say that, that right? right? Ikigami Tsushinki right. also did design work on the game. Uh, the game's look and feel is very similar to Popeye, <clears throat> which was released the following year and is in my arcade, suggesting that the same development team were involved in both releases. It was released in three types of arcade cabinets, upright, small, upright, or cabaret, and a cocktail. And it was later ported to the Atari 2600. I want to get it. Skyskipper. Why do I know this? I, I want it too. I mean, it's a colorful game, I think. And it doesn't have that sort of space theme that they're, you know, Space Demon and Hellfire kind of had. I mean, Hellfire's technically, you know, subs bombing helicopters or something like that. But definitely uh you know inspired by space invaders yeah it's bizarre i don't maybe I, I, the artwork looks familiar to me but there's a there's a donkey kong it in it there's a there's an ape in there yeah i mean it totally is is something that you know influenced their old donkey kong stuff i mean so did crazy kong if you think about it not crazy kong is it crazy kong no holy crap What's this is really rare Last June, the first two reconstructed cabinets were unveiled at 
Southern Fried, uh, the Southern Fried Game Room Expo, which I want to go to that too. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Crazy climbers, what I was trying that's to think in of. Atlanta, and uh, Billy Mitchell and Walter Day were there, <clears throat> and then the two collectors who currently own the only two working boards, Whitney Roberts and Alexis Crawley. Actually, somebody figured out how to reverse engineer a third board. Hmm. They found about 10. Even Chance, I think, got one. Chance, you know, the Canadian guy? Yeah. Chance, Chance's arcade. Yeah. This, this isn't like a Polybius thing, right? It's This is real. It's real. I mean, they uh, Nintendo made these boards, then they backed out of making the game, and then they made a, like a daughter board kit to convert them to Popeyes. So there's definitely at least, you know, a certain number of Popeyes out there that have this, you know, particular board set. Oh, interesting. Sky Skipper. So the Atari 2600 Sky Skipper, you can still, oh, it was put out by Parker Brothers? So it, I don't think so. It, yeah, it, it is. It's put out by Parker Brothers, for the Atari. Really? There's a Sky Skipper game for how weird since the game was never released. Uh, Atari 2600. All right. And it it looks like the arcade game, but it's just done in really bad graphics. 4K? I don't believe I've ever played this. I'm going to have to boot up my Atari tonight. Get the old Harmony cartridge out. Harmony, Harmony, Harmony. Harmony, 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 Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about right now? What are we talking about? Dave from Buffalo seemed to got out of sync with reality and wasn't sure if he was behind on the live feed. (laughs) You you don't have the live feed set up for like instant, right? You have it set up to the highest quality or something? I don't know. It's we're streaming at 720, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah. But there's a, there's, there's a good, uh, like minute delay or a good 30 seconds to a minute. Yep. So. Usually we're done talking about something and someone's asking a question about it. <clears throat> I want this game now. I'm going to get it. Good. So are you going to take one of your existing uh, blue cabinets and convert it or get a, don- like get a donor? No, I'm just going to buy the Atari version. There's... Oh, that's, yes. Yeah. There's a bunch what, of them. Uh, hey, you, do you have storage? Do you have like games in storage somewhere? I do. I have a couple. I have a Robotron cockpit. I have a Star Trek cockpit. A Robotron cockpit? Oh, I'm sorry, not a Robotron. <laughs> Road blasters. Oh my god! I was like, what? Yeah, it's really rare. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have gone through the whole episode and then just assumed. Oh yeah, that's right. The one Robotron cockpit. <laughs> I have it. It's number one. It was a prototype signed by Eugene Jarvis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is there anything in stores that you wish you could get working and, and put in your basement? Yeah, Star Trek. But it's too damn no, but, cold. But Star Trek, it was there when I was there. No, so I you sold to that take one. It out. That one's in New York. Oh. Yeah. That was nice. That's I, I have Star Trek definitely on my top 20 want list. Yeah. It's a it's a really fun game, I think. But I want the cockpit because when you get in it... <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Dave from Buffalo says, Harmony Card, I'm talking about him. Hmm. Okay. Did he make the Harmony cart? I don't know what that means. Wait, did he? I don't think so. Is it a, is it an honoring uh, type thing, uh, like a like an homage type cartridge? That no, the Harmony cartridge is if you go to Atari Age, <clears throat> uh-huh. you'll see there's a whole thing on it. 
harmony.atariage.com. It's a simple, affordable, time-saving, space-saving, hassle-free way to play hundreds of games on your Atari 2600. All you need is an SD card, and you pop it in with some ROMs, and you're ready to go. I think I have every Atari game ever made on that thing. So, there's an SD. I have, I have this huge box of Atari 2600 EPROMs. Yep. And they were in great shape until one time I shipped all of my stuff from from Houston to somewhere else where I was living, mm-hmm. and I'd forgotten they were in there, and they got loose, and so all of the chips are like bent up and screwed up. It's really sad. At some point, there's going to be drinking and straightening of chip legs. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound like a good combination, actually. Well, I mean, as long as you don't pierce your skin, it should be fine. <laughs> I'm Have you ever the... pierced your skin with like an IC? Or but whenever I drink and try to do anything, it never turns out quite right. Yeah, I was going to take it easy. Maybe we were talking like a Bud Light, something in that, you know, safety zone. Danger zone! Uh, that's, you, got, you get your voice up so high, it's pretty decent. <laughs> Just do that again. Danger zone! Huh. <laughs> I need to get oh, that. Oh, and clip. I lost. Go ahead. What? No, what are you going to get? I was going to get the clip of, um, what's his name? Archer yelling danger zone. That's oh, I love that. It's full. He's hilarious. Oh, wait. Let me kill time. But what if you don't have say? an Atari uh, Harmony cartridge. Uh, harmony, harmony, harmony. Harmony, harmony, harmony. harmony. They're really awesome. And there's a few varieties you can get. Just go to harmony.atariage.com. That's like 50 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, the the uh, micro SD version is like sixty five, um, and then there's like a Harmony Encore, which will play some games that support up to five hundred twelve k bytes, which covers most modern homebrew games that are too large to be played on the normal Harmony cartridge. But you can still plug it in to an, a regular Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah, all, all it does is it expands the ability of the um, of the cartridge to handle those larger games. Wow, have you bought any Atari homebrew games? No, but I, I'm definitely interested in, in like the the 8K Pac-Man. That's kind of cool, and there's a few others like that. Yeah, like Medieval Mayhem is unbelievable. Dave from Buffalo just said to see how far behind I was. This was typed at 9:17 and 58 seconds. Yeah, Eastern Standard Time. Well, it's. 817 here but I don't have yeah, no, I think it's not that far it's 8 81802 no, it, it, yeah, it just changed it just changed man it changed yeah he's not that far behind it. us yeah he'll be fine he's just a few seconds behind us <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you you were you were saying oh Ha-ha. just just some notable um uh, homebrew games for the Atari 2600 Medieval Mayhem which is almost it's a, it's a, an unbelievable port of Warlords when you use paddles with it. So fun. Fantastic game. I think we talked about this on uh, the Tim Lapatino episode. Star Castle is a port. Ladybug. Uh, Juno First. Um, there's a bunch. Um, Beef Drop, which is a port of Burger Time, but it's a more accurate port than the original. So some of these have been around more than 10 years. Almost all of them have, so. I just got a Star Castle. Well, wait a minute. Star Castle, that wasn't a homebrew. Maybe it wasn't a homebrew. can't remember. Huh. But anyway, there's a bunch of homebrew games. They're fun, so. I was managing my burp. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah. Come back. What were we talking about before I got sidetracked by the harmony? Oh, don't ask me. I'm so absent-minded. I couldn't remember anything. What do you want me to recall something? It's pronounced sheing. Oh, we were talking about my garage too for a while. I have a storage, right? What you had in storage, but then you told me Star Trek. Well, and technically they're not in storage, but they're in my garage, which means they're in storage. I've got <clears throat> my third Tron, which I'm working on, and um, I have my restored Pac-Man that I got from you, and I have a super oh. my super pack in there right now because I don't have any just... room. So. Somebody asked me for what is a good price for a Tron PCB stack, and he wanted to know the the tested and then the untested price. Oh, well, I I know it's subjective, but it is yeah. subjective. So I think um, Tron is a tricky game, especially ever since that Tron 2.0 came out. Um, right. I think it really sparked an interest in the original film and and the and the arcade game itself there's a whole uh facebook group dedicated to tron i know i'm in it yep me too and you saw my my little video that i made that you can put in this in the translate yeah yeah super cool uh i have uh i bought a one of those little video machines so what mark is talking about you can put like a high definition video player inside your tron and instead of having the translate it will play some scenes from tron and it's actually really cool well what so what i did was this guy, um, Brent Wooten, he he took scenes from Tron where the um, the MCP cone and the you know is transmitting to the sky, you know basically the scene that you see in the translate, right? And he captured them and isolated them and cleaned them up, put them into the same sort of form factor that's on the translate. But the problem is, it doesn't look like the translate. You know, it's purple and black, and it looked weird. And so, sure. Uh, no offense to Brent, I took the video, got some Translite data, and uh, superimposed it in Adobe Premiere, and then got added some some 35 millimeter grit and a few other little tricks. And now I have like an animated version of the of the Translate. Looks very close to it. Yeah, I saw that. It's just amazing. Well, thank you, but it's yeah. just it was mostly the other guy. So I have a Tubin still. Ah, uh, I have a tube. I used to have two Tubins. Which mine the the marquee still works. Lucky. Yep. Um I think that's no, I've got a couple of basketballs too. A couple Atari basketballs. So And you haven't acquired anything lately? Mm, no. Uh nope. No, Things I'm trying slower in the snow, right? I yeah, I'm trying not to acquire anything right now, which is kinda sad. Oh really? What have you let pass pass you by? Uh, well, that's another thing. I, if you look, you just get depressed. I actually um, a couple weeks ago saw a Star Trek pinball, Gottlieb, and it was pretty inexpensive, and it wasn't far. It's was like an, and the guy didn't know what he really what he had. Somebody bought it locally. I don't know who it was. <sighs> it was like fifteen hundred bucks, but it was in fantastic shape. No flaking on the back glass. There's hardly any planking on the play field. It, it, the play field looked really nice. Plastics were all intact. The outside, I mean, it looked like it had been in a home for a very long time. So it, it, that's one of those games, though, too, where it's like, okay, do I want to pinball a 70s electro? Well, it's early solid state, but do I want a 70s Gottlieb machine? That wasn't really that exciting. There isn't sounds from the show in it or anything, you know. You mean they don't make the little xylophones inside sound like the show? 
<laughs> no. Well, and it's early solid state, so it has some noises, oh. but it's just it, no, nothing sampled. You know, it doesn't say beam me up or anything fun. But Yeah, see, I got a, a Charlie's Angels pinball, and it was, the only thing solid state about it was the, you know, the, the scores. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it still had bells and dings and all that stuff. Sure. There was a weird era, like, <clears throat> in the mid-70s where they were mixing those two, you know, EM was on its way out and solid state was on its way in, but they were, it was like crossover machines. Right. And sometimes they made two of them. So. Yeah. I remember, I think Sinbad was one where you could get the old school, you know, displays with the little, I don't know, what do you, what do you call those wheels? Uh, oh, you mean the, the, the scroll score wheel? Yeah. This, yeah, this, the score wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, I said the name right. But night, uh, like there was a game called Night Rider Pinball, 1977. And they okay. made they made two of those two versions of that too. I think there's one solid state and one that's EM, I believe. Night Rider, Night Rider, yes, but not the same. Ma- not the same. Michael, maybe it's not Night Rider. <laughs> Might be thinking of the wrong machine. That sounds right. I like. Did they ever make a a Night Rider pinball? They did not. That would be good. There's a lot of those 80s type movies. Did they make a War Games pinball? Or I mean, think of a like a short circuit pinball. Like there's so many movies they could have made like a cool type oh. of pinball. Sorry about that. I missed it. What happened? I dropped. I dropped my Xbox controller. Yeah. What do you? Where is it? Let's see. Hold on. I got your video back up. What's going on here? Oh, that's nice. This is very classic. Is that just a Xbox 360? What is that? I think so. Hmm. I use it for playing Steam games. Oh, I got yeah, something. I have a couple. What do you got? I, uh, hang on just a second. Just a sec. So Adam took off his headphones, and now he's walked away, and he's he's trying to get through some of the stuff that's in his room. Uh, he's touching his pants for some reason. I think he may be talking to somebody. No, no. Now he's reaching into a closet. That's good. He's searching. There looks to be a red jacket in there, from what I can see. And he's leaning in, really getting up to the top of the jacket. Oh, he's pulled out a box. It's a red box, and he's gonna sit back down. He still hasn't yeah. heard anything I'm talking about. All right, yeah, I just I, did a play-by-play. What is that? This is well. This is funny. First of all, um, it's not what I was looking for. But you said war games, and I was like, "Oh!" But it's in the garage, so I'll have to show you some other time. Okay. But I started working on a ColecoVision project a while back. Oh. Okay. Um, and it's a custom ColecoVision that I um built to be. The Whopper version of the ColecoVision. What? <laughs> and so it has like the Whopper logo on the front. Uh, and then it has uh, not Burger King, the Whopper from uh, War Games. War Games, right. The W-O-P-R. Yeah. And then I, custom, I made custom controllers for it. And um, instead of turning the game on with a switch, you have to have two keys in and you have to turn them at the same time. So I'm working on that, but this this uh, was hold on. I, I have to do this. 
Turn your keys, sir. <laughs> yes. Before the movie credits started rolling. Okay, go ahead. This is a unfortunate. This this box is falling apart. I don't. It's not constructed very well. But it's um, off camera. I can't see it. Here you go. Okay. Oh. So this <laughs> this is a custom set of controllers that were designed uh, by this guy named Yurki on Atari Age. And they're Mario Brothers controllers. And I don't know what they're worth now, but they have their own like um, little slide-in dealies with the, the brothers on them. And they were made specifically for the homebrew port of Mario Brothers, which, oh, is, wow. which is actually almost Still sealed. Arcade, well, no, it's just in a bag. But oh, it's, okay. it's almost arcade perfect. This is I got this stuff before I I really got into collecting arcades, but right, it's been sitting in my closet for ages. Look at a box and a manual and a red and cartridge. Are those are those reproduction ColecoVision controllers? No, they're original ColecoVision controllers that have been refurbished. So the guts have been taken apart and redone, and then he used a special paint like Krylon or something. It's not Krylon though; it's like a dye. So he dyed the <laughs> controllers red and green to match the characters in the game. Have you ever have you ever played with those? I have, which may be why the box isn't in great shape. But the box actually in great shape, but it, the glue came off. It's like the glue wore out. So maybe I'll I cannot it. believe you're. So, so he was able to find enough ColecoVision controllers to refurbish them and sell them again. Yeah, actually, I bought like probably four sets from him besides Holy these. Crap! Yeah, these are pretty rare i think i don't know if i should check to see if they're on ebay but they're you know man what else is in that closet i saw like a red <laughs> jacket that looked like a michael jackson jacket but i'm pretty sure no i'll fit into that in about six months but not right now oh are you uh are you on the big d yeah that's why i'm drinking water oh, yeah. water sucks your hair looks great when'd you get your nice haircut <laughs> Uh, today, this morning, yeah. on the way to work. Where do you go? Uh, great clips. I go to sports clips. We have those. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, let's see. Mario Brothers, they're not even on here, but they were a limited run custom controllers. He also did a Smurf controller, which is pretty funny. I don't know if I have the Smurf. Let me see if I can see I the Smurf. I couldn't handle the fact that Smurfs played. The... Oh, wait. No, he took fine. his headphones off. No, just go get it. Whatever. Okay, so Adam now has gotten up again. He's going back to the closet. And, you know, it's funny about his closet is that there's a chair blocking most of the closet, and he's not moving it. He's just working around pulling stuff down. If he pulls blue ColecoVision controllers, I'm just going to, you know, I don't know. Um, let's see. British 1500. I have CV War Games. Weird game. CV, ColecoVision War Games. Oh, yeah. I think I remember seeing that. I just never, uh, was, it, was that for the Atom no, computer? I, I mean, my... wait, here he comes. He's coming back. I think most of my uh, Coleco stuff's in the garage. Yeah, I have so much stuff in storage in my uh, little 40 liter tubs. I mean, this... if I buy a new house, I'm not, I want my storage on site. You see this? Pac-Man satchel or bag or... That's kind of cool. It's vintage. I think the only vintage... I, I, I used to have a Pac-Man uh, TV tra- t- table, you know, that little short one. Yeah. Everybody had that. 
British 15 says there was no War Games pinball. He has ColecoVision War Games. Yeah, that game is terrible, which is why I wanted to make. So my original idea for the ColecoVision is, you know, ease to turn it on, which is hilarious. That's all functioning. But I didn't, at the time, it was hard to find a way to print the front of the machine the way I wanted to. So it's almost done. It's like 85% done. I also wanted to put lights on the front that randomly flashed. How do you do those two keys? Do you have like a a wire that's like a traveler that goes between them? Uh, Yeah. So, and then there's, yeah. So it's like a California three-way. So you have to have both of them turned on for it to be on. Interesting. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's two full-size key switches that, (laughs) and then I had, um, I mean, were they far apart where you couldn't uh, turn two on without being with a a buddy? No, you have to both be at the machine to turn it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I had old-time toys make up, um, shall we play a game, War Games keychains for them. So. Wow. Yeah. I should finish that project. But yeah, War Games pinball would be great. What's another one? Knight Rider? They never made a Knight Rider pinball? No Knight Rider? No Napoleon Dynamite pinball? Oh yeah, there's a there's a virtual Knight Rider pinball somebody made. Hmm. I don't like virtual pinball. Just, the, the physics still just don't do it for me. No. Maybe I could maybe if it was a VR. Knight Rider pinball exists. St. Louis Pin Cider. Um, Matbot created a Well, this is cool. I'm gonna put this in the chat. We hear the audio of whatever it is you're watching. What did he convert? Ooh, it's pretty sexy. I'm going to put this in the chat. Okay. Adam's the only person that can copy and paste into the chat, so let's see what... (laughs) Oh, here we go. It's on Facebook. Here, Here you guys go. Waiting. Check that out. Okay, that's it. It's actually oh, sorry, this content is not available right now. What? Must not be publicly shared. What how can that be? I'm I'm public. I'm John Q public. Pinheads pinball slash videos. Am I am I in Pinheads group or something? Perhaps. Let's see if I can make note of that. Pinheads pinball. Do you have to be logged or... in? Oh no, it says you can't get to it. Let me find it. Well, that's interesting. They made it. Massive congrats to American Pinball, who said they would begin shipping their first production pin, Houdini, by the end of the year. They got one out on December 31st. I don't think that counts, but uh, no. good Here, job. I'll, I'll post the YouTube video instead. How's that? That sounds great. I didn't know there was a new pinball. This is great. Houdini? It's a great game, except for that your balls vanish. Try Try that link. See if that works. Okay, let's see here. Yeah. Lost track of my chat. Okay, here we go. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, it's like all... Oh, and it's in a Williams cabinet, whatever it is. It's legit. Blue blue LEDs. That's cool, because the, the LEDs, I think, on the display uh, in... What game is this? He stole oh, the game from nice. something. It's... It, I mean, is it a Knight Rider where there's... No, the Corvette would be on the other side. Oh, I like the... It's the, a wreath... The middle has. The, oh my god! The, yeah, has Kit's little 
control panel in the middle. Car. There's a car, and it looks like evil Michael Knight with a mustache. Yeah. And uh, the ramps are like chromed. This is wild. Devlin's in there. Yeah, the middle display looks like the little console above the steering wheel. Oh, I was going to say, there's no... Oh, I was like, where's the big red flashing light? And there it is. It's on the back glass. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Wow. It's a retheme Night. of Williams Firepower 2. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And that's the only one, huh? Apparently. Well, it's kind of cool. I wonder if he brought it to Cax. That's pretty sweet. I approve. Good job. What other pinball would you like to see? Um, I would like to see a custom pinball that doesn't make any sense, like a nine to five. <laughs> you know what? Like there'd be a little garage With Dabney door Coleman opener. on there. <laughs> yeah, Dabney Coleman. <laughs> that would be oh good. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. You have to like the quizzes are in French, and you have to know <laughs> the answer in French. You know that kind of stuff. Remember how they sent uh, Raj to France to learn, or to school to learn French so that they could run the office without her? Was it Raj? I don't know. Raj, Raz, Raz. I just looked up A-Team Pinball. Okay. There, There's no such thing except for they did make a toy A-Team Pinball with Mr. T on the back glass. That'd be fun. Do we know what other pinballs are coming out in 2018? I don't know. I think we should. St- I wonder if there's a way for we for we could play on a league long distance. Well, if you if you get a uh, NBA fast break, I can build some kind of a an online kit to where we can play head to head. That'd be fun. Pinball we, magazine. We, who's working on what? That's the first result I saw. <laughs> there's a lot more pinball manufacturers than there used to be. Stern was it for many years, and now there's all these little independents popping up. I think it's great. It's like a pinball renaissance. It is. I found out there was a Xenon locally that I missed. Some basketball player bought it in Wisconsin. Dang it. Yeah. Basketball player? Like a professional basketball player? Yeah, which makes me wonder who the heck would even know what Xenon is. He must have just liked the theme. because it, I uh, like the theme. Well, it's pretty orgasmic, so. Okay. You put a coin in and it goes, uh. Oh, what? Yeah, haven't you heard the sounds from Xenon? Probably not. Do you do you have easy access? I do. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Xenon. Here we go. Man, how much did, how much did they pay that girl to speak breathlessly? Well, that's actually Suzanne Chiani. What? She's a um she was a pioneering uh synthesizer artist in the late seventies. She was actually on remember when Dave Letterman had a, a, a daytime talk show before he went to Oh, not at all. Well he had like a he was almost like a Phil Donahue, but it was t- too weird. People didn't understand what to do with him. Because he was, because hmm. <clears throat> he's still Dave, you know, even though he's doing a show where he, a variety show where he has people on. But anyway, Dave Letterman had her on his <clears throat> show and she did this whole thing with a synthesizer. And then she was on, you remember Omni, the television show Omni based on the magazine? I think I do. And uh, Peter Ustinov 
narrated it. Well, he did an episode of Omni. Oh wait, I don't remember it. I am. I, I was thinking of Nova. Yeah, Sorry, kind of going. kind of along the same lines. So, okay. but anyway, Peter Ustinov did a episode where he interviewed. He's talking about the microchip. And uh, at the time, this is like 1979, they were working on Xenon and Suzanne Ciani was doing all of the synthesizer stuff for it. So um, uh, Bally had hired her to record the sounds and that would go into the game um, that would be sampled in the game. And they had just broken uh, the, uh, <clears throat> they had just been able to break the, the RAM uh, size barrier to a point where they could record female voices because up until that point the only thing you really had heard was like Gorgar or something so very low res terrible sounds so <clears throat> um, anyway ultimately she ended up um, recording all the sounds for that game and they're, they're it's a very orgasmic game you put in the you put in the coins and she's like uh uh <laughs> yeah okay there's a whole review too. You ever watch the guy that does uh, classic game room? Yes. He does a review on Xenon. Okay. And part of his shtick is, is that he just keeps putting quarters in so he can hear her do that. <laughs> so, but it's a, it's a great pin. It was, it was one that I actually sought out because of that. Um, and it was the it was Bally's first solid state uh, multi ball game. And it featured the tube, which had never been done. So you shoot it up a ramp, and it goes through a tube, and gets locked in. And then you, uh, then you have two two balls in that multi-ball scenario once you get it released. So hey, did, uh, Kelsey joined. Really? Fine. Yeah. He he's like, did I miss anything? Oh no. Did Dan Reed quit the show yet? He calls him Dave Reed. <laughs> did Dave Reed quit the show yet? Well, we just left him out of the intro. <laughs> We did use a sample of his voice. Yeah, so technically he did participate, but <laughs> in a limited manner. That thing is horrid. There you go. Yeah. You know I what? You need a bunch more of Dan Reed drops. <laughs> I know. We have to go looking for some of those. <laughs> go for the first season. Or or just get him like when we know that we can get him and then just record them and then and then that will be like that will be him. <laughs> virtual <laughs> virtual Dan Reed. I like Casey's in. <laughs> Introduction. Hey, Blankos. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, Three's Company pinball. He wants a Three's Company pinball. Yeah. I think he's. That'd been... be cool. Like you could have like a little, a little like uh, what was the name of the, what was the name of the bar that they always went to? I don't know. The Regal Beagle. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have like a Regal Beagle, like a little mini pinball that you could play. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Kind of a funny name. If you think about it, the Regal Beagle, it's a dog, the royal dog. I don't know. Yeah. Stripping a Donkey Kong control panel while I listen. That's what Kate Kelsey's up to here. Stripping a Jack's Dino. Bistro. Oh, oh, yeah. Jack's Bistro when he started his own oh, yeah. show. Did you remember that? Three. What the hell was the sequel to Three's Company? Oh. Um. Well, if only we had the internet or something. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four to eighty five, a whole season. So Wow, it started one week after the final episode of Three's Company was broadcast. And it starred John Ritter. Of course. I don't remember this at all. I do, it was terrible. <laughs> was there another spin off from that show? The Ropers. Yeah, the Ropers. Wasn't that yeah. the 
And I enjoyed the Ropers. Was that on for more than a season? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, again, we have this thing called the internet. Oh, let me so find out. Ropers. Here we go. The Ropers ran for 28 episodes, two seasons, 79 to 80. And they couldn't invite him back because they'd already given Don Knotts the slot. Oh. I think Don Knotts, that was kind of a cool, you know, actor for you to get to backfill. Yeah. Don Knotts. Yeah. Cancellation. 1980. We're all the better for it. You know, what's fun, if you go to YouTube and look for uh, Man About the House, which is the British version of the show, you can watch the pilot episode. And then... And then once you watch the pilot episode of that, then look for Three's Company uh, pilot episodes, and there's several where they have different actresses. You know, I think they even had diff- no. It was still uh, John Ritter, mm. but but they're all doing the same shtick. So there's like the British version, and then there's the rejected version of the English pilot, and then the U.S. pilot rather, and then the actual U.S. pilot. But That's they a- all three had the same episode. That's a lot to know about Three's Company. Dude, I have a lot of free time sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, when you're waiting for like uh, my database to populate, uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to use the YouTubes. That's funny. We have, we have like, uh, we use Flyway, which seeds data, and uh, it's not fast, so it lets you do stuff. Extracurricular activity. You know what else didn't ever get a pinball machine? Battlestar Galactica. That would be good. Dude, the Ropers logo, it's like... The, the small text, this is the, and then yeah. Ropers, big, and then there's like a splooge next to their name. Kind of looks like the Rapers. Did you see that? Yeah. What's the splooge? I don't know. It's very 70s. I guess. I'm glad you know what splooge means. <laughs> oh, boy. Kids these days are like, splooge, is that in like Africa or something? Yeah, it's in Africa. Yeah, is it? I cannot believe there's no Battlestar Galactica pin. They made a Buck Buck Rogers one. Yeah, but it's just like Flash Gordon. It's just not doesn't do it justice. Yeah, but I still want a Buck Rogers pin just for the back glass. What would be cool though is to to take the th- the Flash Gordon pinball and mm-hmm. program a new soundboard and have it have oh you know, all of them all, samples. It, yeah Buck Rogers Star. Star Trek, all those games from the 70s that were just kind of meh. Maybe that could be our arcade radio, like, uh, that's our project. Spider-Man. Spider-Man was this big, wide-body, you know, Marvel game that is just boring. I don't know. But, I mean, I mean, all the soundboard is is a bunch of triggers, so you right. know, figure out how to wire those in. Well, they did that with Kiss, right? Didn't Before the Kiss pinball came out, didn't somebody convert an old Kiss to have sounds in it i thought somebody did that well i mean i'm sure everybody's done everything but let's do let's let's take it to another level yeah we'll just start doing sound kits for old games right that's it <laughs> and we'll so, throw in some arcade radio like advertisements in the middle i will tell you there is a pin that i want to get <clears throat> and i don't know why i like ballet pins maybe it's just because they have fun themes but i really want a ballet strikes and spares it's got a terribly inappropriate back glass. <laughs> uh, check that out. Yeah, I'm. I I generally hate like re sports themes that get used in pinball. I don't understand why they did that all the time. You know, like poker and bowling and 
It's like, <clears throat> oh yeah, I like that girl. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's awesome. She's I really nice. want one of those. <laughs> and apparently, the Star Trek original um, backlash had uh, the characters were wearing um, original uniforms, and then they had to redo the art for because the motion picture had just come out. Oh, I see. Yeah, is that the one that you were? telling me that the Star Trek that somebody else bought yeah. is, is that vert particular one? Yeah. It's nice. So, and it's it's just weird because it has the weird hybrid Enterprise that has the dish on the front and it has them wearing their motion picture outfits, but Uhura's in there. There's no Ilea because she wasn't in the original series and wasn't drawn into the original back glass. You know, literally, they were going to start making a, a, a sequel to the TV series called Phase 2. Oh, yeah, I have a book on it. Oh, man, I got to see that because they, they they did a lot of work. Like, they had all sorts of stuff. I mean, that would have been kind of cool to do. I think yeah. uh, there's actually a fan a fan series called Phase 2 somewhere. Well, they... they um, yeah, I think so, too. But they used all that stuff in Star Trek The Motion Picture because what happened was Star Wars came out. And it changed the game. So they're working on that new series. Uh, and all of a sudden, Star Wars gets released and Paramount goes, uh, we need a movie. We need it quick. What do we have that we can put out there? Because this thing's selling like crazy. <clears throat> that year, in 1977, when Star Wars finally came out on May 25th, it made $79 million that year. Which is a lot. Yes. I was looking though. It's fallen, it's fallen quite a ways on the the top one hundred grossing movies, but it's still up there and kind of intriguing because a lot of money was made when it was re released in nineteen ninety seven or nineteen ninety eight. Remember those those re releases he did? Like every month that he like in January he put out Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back came out the next month. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened, man. Two, three, one, two. Three seventy nine million today. Are we doing math? Yeah. Stop it. <clears throat> it would be two hundred and forty million today. My dad uh, bought but, Star Trek: The Motion Picture on DVD. Oh wait, did he rent it or? No, I guess he rented it. I saw the it day on HBO I, the, I, first I, the day I, I got it. like a like a fifth grade vomit going on. <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry. Seventy nine million is equivalent to three hundred and twenty million in twenty seventeen. That's that's good. Yeah. That's crazy. But, you know, the new one's over a billion worldwide. Oh, yeah, they're doing great. It's gangbusters. So. Well, I have another I have another story. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was this girl named Martha that lived, like, a street away from me here. And for some reason, I don't know why I had to buy her a present because she had a birthday party. And me and my dad were at the store, and we saw Star Trek The Motion Picture, the LP, you know, orchestra, you know. Yeah, I have it. And so we were like, oh. You know, and I'm like, hey, let's buy that, record it, and then we'll give it to Martha as a present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the worst possible present you can get, like uh, a ten year old girl. <laughs> she was like, what the, what the f is this? <laughs> it's a used record. Oh my god! Everybody <laughs> there was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve to be at this party because of this crap present you got. And I'm like, what's wrong? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was awful. 
I just remember that it became silent. Like there were 30 or 40 people at this party. They and she opened it up and they were like, What the hell is that? You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, back to you. Back to you, Adam. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's I think it's time to wrap up for the night. Yeah, I think we did good. Yeah, I need to go and put up some neon in the basement. So let me take the Christmas lights down. Oh yeah. No, you don't want to do that. My neon's already up. You know what I want to do is go to that. I have a um, a Tron recognizer neon, and it doesn't start. What do you do if your neon won't come on? It's probably it's either the starter or I don't know if it has a starter, but the gas could be dead. It comes on sometimes. Hmm. I guess that's a, a you know a job for Google. What's this? This is kind of funky. This is my new outro song for today. <laughs> Shut up! You're you're <laughs> debuting it now. <laughs> oh, I love that bass beat. It's really faint. I can't quite hear it. Here, I'll play it for you again. This is it. How's that? It's badass. Well, I could play, you know, I have a couple of songs that I could play too, but that's kind of no, that's a good one, Uh, and I'm a slow one too, you know, for when we have a a downer ending, a loving ending, yeah. It's called no minute. And our galaxy formed (laughs) space. The final frontier. And Jesus rose to the heavens. This is kind of a trippy beat. I just need lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I think those were recorded in 2008 or nine. So. In anticipation for our need of a new closing theme? <laughs> no. That one that one was from two thousand and nine. I oh, have okay. another one that's from from that starts out like that other one, but it, it's a, a longer version. So like this one. There's your coin on the floor. Should people vote which one they want to be the outro song? What's the big out- outro song? I don't know what, what instrument that is even.
I don't know what what was that anyway. I don't know, but I I have a song that I made. Let me send you the link and you can play it. Okay. Sending it to you through the group chat on the the hangout. This is one I played before on the show. This one's from 2009 also. But those are all Atari sounds mostly. Nice. Yeah. Did you get it? They're looking. Looking in the links. It's in the group chat, uh, not in the... Uh... Temporal something or another. Yeah, there you go. Sound. Temporal. There you go. Ooh, like this. We should use this. Oh, yeah. I've used that sample. There you go. This is good. We could use this too. Probably get flagged. Wait a second. Of course, it's GarageBand. Is that your living room? Is that what? There's a picture of an arcade game that looks a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. I had my 1943 looks almost identical to yours. The faded control panel. I don't know why people like that game so much. Everybody has to have a 1943. You switch gears here in the middle. I like this. It's almost like Miami Vice now. Little Yan Hammer. Hmm? Oh, I like this. I want to take the middle from like one minute in. I want to take that. I'll get you the file. And we can use it. Oh, yeah. It's a good arcade radio outro. It's building. I like when it builds. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like this a lot. It makes it, you I know. Have played this, I may have done this loop one time too many. Yeah, but if we're doing it as an outro, it would work great. Right. Big finish. Yeah, I've used that thing in the background there too. That's pretty funny. Like, yeah, that that background sound is like the same as the one that's in here. Is this uh, ratchet up? You're just using it differently, right? Isn't that funny? We could just mix their songs right in together. I know. Sounds like one of those, hey, Tiger, play a song. So we yeah. Faster. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the end of the show. All right.